Welcome to Trials in My Era, or Time Stories for short. My name is Natalie Hatayan. I'm the host and producer of Time Stories, and I'm very excited to be here with you. This week's episode is titled Embracing Vulnerability. It's read and written by its author, Gwen Clark. The title of this story is really fitting as its honesty and vulnerability will likely leave you in awe of Gwen, as it did for me. As Gwen shares the story of her MS diagnosis, I encourage you, the listener, to think about ways in which having to be vulnerable, although hard and painful in the moment, ultimately led you to a place of healing and good. Gwen speaks about just that in her essay, Embracing Vulnerability. I have been a people pleaser for pretty much as long as I can remember. I don't even know where it comes from, really. I've always been so cautious of other people's time and whether or not my actions are or even have the possibility of becoming a burden to others. I never wanted to admit vulnerability or ask people for help or make any conversations about myself. That all changed, though, in the summer of 2020. It all started with a little pesky numbness in the tip of my thumb that I became convinced was carpal tunnel. Even a doctor said it sounded like carpal tunnel and referred me to a neurologist for an EMG. After a few weeks, when I noticed the sensation had left my thumb, entered my whole hand, moved up my elbow and up to my shoulder, my boyfriend had to convince me to visit the ER just to be sure it wasn't something more serious. I expected to be in and out, that the doctors would confirm my suspicions, tell me to proceed with the EMG as planned, and send me on my way. I had no idea that this hospital visit would pretty much change the course of my life. I was told I was being admitted to the hospital for additional testing, that an MRI showed a couple of lesions on my cervical spine that they thought looked like multiple sclerosis. I remained in the hospital for three nights, utterly terrified. I knew so little of MS at the time that I honestly wasn't sure whether or not I was going to die. It certainly didn't help that it was peak COVID. The hospital had extremely rigid visitation rules in place and only allowed each patient one registered visitor for no more than 60 minutes per day. I remember speaking with my parents on the phone from my hospital window as they looked up from the street below, feeling like a literal prisoner, not only within the walls of the hospital, but inside my own body. I cried myself to sleep every night I was there as I learned about MS through Google searches on my phone. My point in telling this story is not to recount a sob story for your sympathy. I'm way too much of a people pleaser to ever put you in that position. It's purely to illustrate how I began my MS journey all alone and how that feeling of isolation didn't just go away the day I was discharged from the hospital. It stuck around during my second relapse in October of 2022 and diagnosis in November. Now, where does being a people pleaser play into all this? I was convinced that MS would be something I had to endure alone, mostly because I didn't want to inconvenience anyone with the details. I struggled deeply with being vulnerable or asking for help, even with those closest to me. I didn't know how to handle telling people about my diagnosis, fearing that even initiating that conversation was putting people in an uncomfortable position. Something you should know about me is I'm not a very private person. 
I feel like the Gwen that my family knows is the Gwen my friends know and my co-workers and my partner. So therefore, trying to bury and hide something that was now a very real part of my life didn't feel good. I originally felt like giving MS space in my life was giving it too much power. But with the help of my partner, I realized that talking about it didn't make me weak. I began by posting and commenting on the MS subreddit and instantly felt a sense of ease and comfort in this newfound community. While talking with others openly about my disease, I felt the walls I built around the topic breaking down, and I actually began to look forward to opportunities to connect with people who understood what I was going through, people who knew how terrible it felt to be on steroids, to take 25 prednisone tablets in one sitting, to sit through hours of MRI machines and contact countless doctors and insurance representatives and all that bullshit that comes with this disease. The MS Club isn't one that anyone wants to join, but when you arrive at a place where you can accept your lifetime membership, there's most definitely a sense of belonging to be found. My birthday is in March, which also happens to be MS Awareness Month. At this point, my closest friends knew of my diagnosis, but it felt really weird having some people who knew about it and some people that didn't, and even the people that knew didn't really know the intimate details about it. I could tell that people thought they had to tiptoe around my MS because of the way I put it out into the world in quiet bits and pieces, only updating people when it felt absolutely necessary. I decided that it was time for me to take my control back and tell my story on Instagram. In addition to telling my story, I shared a link to my Walk MS page where I'd joined Portland locals whose lives had been touched by MS. I gotta say, I expected a few comments, maybe a donation or two... But the response that I received was overwhelming. In about six weeks, I had gone from the $100 I donated to my own page just so I could qualify for a free t-shirt to nearly $3,500. I had messages from people I hadn't spoken to in years, like decades, wishing me well and calling me brave for sharing my story. I ended up in the top 10 fundraisers for the Portland Walk MS event. This is an event I had never done before in a city I had just moved to months earlier, and now I was in the top 2% of fundraisers at an event attended by over 700 people. The organizers of the walk took notice of my fundraising and asked that I share my story during the opening program. Suddenly, my world felt so much bigger. And you know what? Not a single one of those messages on Instagram said, stop being such a burden, or why do you make everything about yourself? I gave myself permission to be vulnerable, and also to believe what people were saying to me. I am brave, and I am not a burden. Accepting my MS diagnosis meant I had to learn how to ask for help. I had to learn how to communicate what I was feeling to others, not only to avoid keeping it bottled up inside, but because people genuinely care how I'm doing. I had to tell myself that it was okay to have a conversation starring me as the main character. If I had to sum up a primary takeaway from this story, it would be that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to ask for help or to admit you're not 100%. In this day and age, with social media, we're so used to seeing everyone at their seemingly best. But I think we forget that that isn't always the full story. If you're ever feeling alone, I cannot encourage you enough to look towards your community. Every single person has one, sometimes in the places you least expect. 
Gwen Clark lives in Portland, Oregon with her boyfriend and three bunnies. She's a project manager at a brand design agency. For more of Gwen, you can follow her on Instagram at underscore Gwen Clark. To learn more about MS and get involved, go to nationalmssociety.org. I will also be linking Gwen's personal donation link to the MS Society on our socials, as well as in the description of this episode on Spotify. So definitely check that out and donate if you're able. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode. Um, I I hope you took, took a lot from it. I know I did. Remember to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Trials in My Era. Thanks again, you guys. We'll talk soon.